Hey y'all, Amanda here with Veterans Drinking Vodka. We are excited to welcome you back for season two of our podcast where we are talking to everyday veterans and learning their stories. So sit back, buckle up, and enjoy the ride as we navigate season two of Veterans Drinking Vodka. Cheers! Amber, what are you drinking today? Amanda, I came prepared. Today is day 51 of water. I am so proud of you. So, so proud of you. Nine days till 60 days sober. I know. How are you feeling? You know something? I'm I'm doing good today. I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to be like sad. When I have to be like day one of drinking again, day two of drinking again, because <laughs> it's been a count up of not drinking. And then yeah. uh, can't wait for that first beverage though. <sighs> anyway, we have I'm a, just, moment, a moment of silence there for you and your mo- a moment of silence. For- yes. <laughs> What are you drinking today, Amanda? Well, I pulled this lovely, coconut. I don't know if you can see it, the sunshine's kind of bright, but this lovely coconut water out of the cabinet. And then I went straight veteran and I poured a little bit of mango vodka into the can. Oh, I actually saw something that I would like to try. It's, uh, you, you take your whatever you're going to drink, like you're going to shotgun it and then jam, uh, I guess you could do it with Coke or a, whatever you wanted, but you take your, you could do it with a beer, but you take it and you poke a hole, like you're going to shotgun it, but then you jam a, a mini shot into it. Innovative. I feel like yeah. that would me out. <laughs> I saw it done. I don't remember what I want to say it was a beer. I don't know what it was. And it was with a fireball. So it might've been a Coke, but I couldn't chug soda anyway, but I could totally take like a truly. Cause I can, ch- I can shotgun a truly and do that with a mini shooter of vodka. Oh my God. Or even the twisted tea because it's not carbonated. Mm, yes. That sounds good. Yeah. That might go down a little bit easier. I mean, my twisted teas, you know me when I drink those, when I shotgun those, they take me about less than two seconds. So I think that that is going to be one of the things that I try when I start drinking again. I know I said I was going to do it in moderation, so it won't be like every night, but maybe on Sundays, instead of peach crown straight every Sunday, I can do that once in a while because it's starting to cut off from peach crown on Sundays. No, (laughs) I have a whole bottle waiting for me. It's an executive decision. (laughs) Welcome to this episode of Veterans Drinking Vodka. We believe that every veteran has a story to tell and we are here to tell them. We have found that being a service member is easy, but being a veteran can be very hard. In this episode, we are talking to Samantha Delavadova. Yes, you did. I forgot to do a pre-check, so sweet. Usually like your number one. I'm off my game today. (laughs) Samantha served in the United States Navy. Go Navy. 
from 2012 to 2017 as an AO, which is Aviation Ordinsman. For anyone can, we, can we get her to do the AO call before we get started? We can. Will she do it for us? Go ahead. An IO, yes. Yeah, that's the one. I can never do it. Like but, the whole thing, like say it. Do yeah, the whole thing do it for us. I don't remember the well. If you ain't ordinance, you ain't shit. I need to pull my husband in here. He knows the, the whole like what is that cadence? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it was, been a minute. Okay, I got out in 2017. We're what four years from now. I had a yeah. roommate in Pensacola that was an AO, and she never stopped. One of my greatest friends from the Navy is was an AO. Does she ever stop with the cadence? She never does it. She no. ever. Yeah. She's too badass for that. <laughs> I still say that if you ain't ordinance, you ain't shit. It upsets some people sometimes. And I'm like, well, you ain't shit. So how are you doing, Kim? And what are you drinking? I am drinking a Mike's Hard. Good old hard pineapple strawberry. Oh, those are my flavors. I hardly ever drink. So this is like... Yeah, I like I like anything that has any tropical flavors in it. Malibu, my thing. That is Amanda, one hundred percent. My drinks are tropical in nature. What was the other question? Sorry. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I'm pretty good. Good. I'm excited to have you here. We're already having a blast. We are. This is going to be a I feel fun it. day. I can feel it in my bones. Amber. What do we have going on for a charity this season? All right. So for season two, of course, we're still going to continue to support Tova Hala Project. Um, their mission is super important to us as podcast hosts and as veterans. And we are going to support Greg C. Washington and the Walk to Honor mission that he has going on, which is to bring about mental health and suicide awareness in the veteran community as well as civilians. Greg is also a veteran himself and through his organization is bringing about awareness to veteran suicide. Um, so we are going to to support him. And if you need to learn about what he's got going on, you can go to his website. It is Greg C. Washington dot com and under his about section is a walk to honor scale executive search is a veteran owned and operated search firm serving aerospace tech and startups they've managed to set themselves apart by not only understanding the job market but also ensuring their candidates and clients are invested in not only their careers but also themselves and their families Hey, Amanda, where are you from? And can you tell us a little bit about how your story started? So I'm from the good old Grand Junction, Colorado. My story, I mean, my childhood, that's what you guys are asking, right? Yeah. I'm guessing like my broad, my bringing up, okay, brought up. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I, you know, my mom was a drug addict. She's clean now. That's I know you guys have met her and seen how amazing she, amazing she is. But so my earlier years, I definitely went through some stuff. And then 
you know, after that, things got better. So I'll say I had a mediocre childhood (laughs) and then decided one day that I was just going to join the Navy. I think a lot of us do that. Yeah, it was. Well, so I was enlisted, not enlisted. Oh my gosh. I mean, I was enlisted, but I had actually signed up for college first and was nervous to start college. And so instead of continuing my college classes, I just like was like, okay, I'm going to join the Navy. So my mom actually had to pay off some of my college classes while I was at boot camp. So, (laughs) you know, one of those, oh, out of nowhere decisions. What made you decide to go? Um, So when I went to MEPS, I actually told them that I wanted to do something medical-wise, and they didn't have anything for that. And the guy was like, well, do you like to make things go boom? And I was like, yeah, sure. I like to make things go boom, you know, blowing up stuff, shooting things. And he's like, well, we got AO. I was like, well, what is that? He's like, aviation ordinance. And I was like, well, what do they do? He's like, make things go boom, which in fact, was a lie. Because <laughs> I don't, I never made We're things so go fun. boom. I mean, I shot guns, but I never made things go boom. Okay. You mean, that's just to throw that lied? in there. They lied to you at Mets? What? You know, what's funny. My recruiter didn't lie. She was honest with me. The people at Mets are the liars. Well, not all of them, just one person. <laughs> don't let me throw shade on Mets. <laughs> she probably had a quota to fill and was like i'm gonna get this one got one well ao is definitely not a female i mean the military itself is not female dominated anything but ao is not typically a female rate no so she definitely needed you for that quota yeah yep i agree in there Those counselors, those career counselors, man, some of them are super shady. All right. So what were your duty stations and did you have a favorite one? Okay. So I, my entire time that I was in, I was in Virginia, but I went to three different duty stations. I went, my, I went to the Iwo Jima LHD. Uh, They're in Florida now. Um, Which is ironic because I ended up getting pregnant. That's when they went to Florida. I was like, man. But, um, and then I was at FRC Mid-Atlantic. Honestly, I don't remember the third one, but my favorite was definitely the EWO. You know, I had a, I had a fun time on there. How about Pensacola? Pensacola was fun for a brief period. I did enjoy Pensacola. I actually, cause you know, we're in Virginia right now. I actually plan on going back to Florida. Not Pensacola, but Florida's homeland for me. If you like our podcast, subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Amazon, or wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. Also, leave us a review and let us know what you think. We would like to give a huge thanks to Rafa 180. Rafa 180 offers pure medicinal CBD and products made locally. They walk alongside individuals to achieve a healthy lifestyle with options needed by each person. You can learn more about them on Facebook at Rafa CBD, their website www.rafa180.com or email at rafacbd at gmail.com. They truly believe your journey matters.
Schwartz-Davidson Law is a Texas-based, veteran-friendly law firm. Credit and debt is a big game and one rigged for you to lose. The system's designed to keep you in it, spending money and juggling different types of accounts so lenders feel more comfortable lending you money. Worse credit equals worse rates, and there's no shortage of companies trying to collect. Negative reporting is an attempt to collect a debt. So what happens when a debt collector or credit bureau makes a mistake? What happens when they refuse to fix it? That's when it's time to lawyer up with Schwartz-Davidson Law. Call the folks who started in credit restoration, got a law degree, and have been holding credit bureaus' feet to the fire to protect consumers and help you take hold of your financial future instead of letting the anxiety of it run you. How do you get a debt collector to stop calling? Let them know you've got an attorney. How do you get the best deal on a settlement? With an attorney. You don't have to break the bank to fix your credit or deal with debt collectors. Contact the attorneys at Schwartz-Davidson Law for a free consultation and let us go to battle for you. We're here when you need us. All right, Samantha. So do you have an awesome sea story that you can tell us? I know I was a gator girl just like you were, so i Bet you got some good Iwo Jima stories kicking around. I mean, I only got the opportunity to go out to sea one time, unfortunately. I know that had I, like, was able to, like, do a full deployment, I would have loved it. But I think my favorite sea story is everybody getting seasick. (laughs) And I was just chilling. (laughs) I mean, you, it, the people that are like, you know, tough guys and stuff. Oh, nothing's going to affect me. And then you get up to see and you're like, oh, you poor baby. What? You got SIQ, you're sick um, kind of thing. Or some of them were like, well, you're going to just have to keep working. And then you hear moaning and groaning about it. Um, that's actually my favorite. I know that sounds awful. <laughs> you were made to be in the Navy. You could handle being on a boat. Yeah. 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 I guess so. I guess so. It was fate. I mean, it rocked me to sleep you. at night. I was <laughs> cranking at that time too. Ooh. So, oh, the lovely cranking. Oh, and the and the scullery at that. I mean, we Ooh. used to make music in there. That's another good sea story. Lots of pans and stuff around. Yep, yep. I actually <laughs> have a video on my Facebook of. <laughs> it was washed afterwards, but he put like a strainer on his head and was like moving around some ladles and like we're like working in the working in the yeah and then there's another guy so we had some good oh times in there. you know what the great thing about when I was on the USS Tarawa was it was before cell phones and video really was cool so there's no proof of what I did on the boat you got lucky <laughs> yeah there's no proof it never happened unless I tell the story you know what? I think I always did my things when the camera wasn't around. <laughs> I don't know how many drunken stories, but at least as far as I know. Yeah, absolutely. Some of those forums that are left unfilmed. <laughs> absolutely. Do you have another story you could tell us? I mean, my time on my time on there was, I don't want to say it was brief, but even though I love that command, there wasn't a whole lot of fellowship in my work center. So the only time I really enjoyed myself was when I was cranky. You could tell us a story that didn't have to deal with a boat. I didn't go on a boat, so I didn't have an actual sea story. I have kind of like a prank thing I did. We like (laughs) pranks. It was like a week. So um, I bought a whoopee cushion. Okay. 
and decided to stand in ranks and let the whoopee cushion, you know, I had it underneath my armpit and decided to let it make fart noises while Chief was trying to talk. <laughs> I swear I'm not disrespectful, but like I had like two weeks before I was leaving, like from the Navy for good. And uh, he really thought something was tooting. And it was so comical. Like he was like, who's doing that? And then when he'd stop, I'd squeeze my armpit again. Cause like, you know, finally somebody called me out. <laughs> didn't get in trouble though. I didn't get in trouble though. He thought it was hilarious. And then like at the end, when I was getting ready to leave, they threw a little party for me. And they're like, well, what's your favorite thing about Connor? Cause that was my maiden name. And they're like, when Connor brought in the whoopee cushion that one time. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just that person. I get it from my mom. That's a great Navy story, <laughs> for sure. That's so Navy, too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and a couple of times where we did the Nerf gun wars in the barracks, too. Oh, yes. Drunk. Shameful. What, what uh, do we do, Amanda? Every, every great active duty story starts out with this one time when I was drinking. Yeah, I like to say this one time I was drinking vodka, but it could really be anything. <laughs> I mean, I have a tattoo from when I got drunk. So, that's that memory that never fades. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shameful. Um, no, we we got really drunk and actually we're all in one of one of the barracks rooms. And one of the barracks petty officers came up to like, I don't want to say break apart the party party party. <laughs> Uh, break, apart. <laughs> break apart the party I mean because that's pretty much what he was doing but he was trying to be chill about it and he came up and he was like hey you guys need to quiet down well it got loud again and this was one of the times that it snowed in Virginia so I mean it's not like anybody can drive in the snow in Virginia like nobody can unless you're from states that have snow okay <laughs> It drove me nuts how many times people got stuck. Like I saw, watched this guy for 15 minutes. His car was stuck in the snow and he kept trying to move. And I'm like, you know, you're not going to move with your, with your low car like that. Like it's just (laughs) Lord have mercy. Um, But no, he came up a second time and one of the guys ended up pulling the trigger on the Nerf gun and ended up getting him right smack dab in the forehead. (laughs) Nerf gun wars are the best. Like they the- really are. Honestly, I, and that wasn't my barracks. My barracks was like across the way, <laughs> not even close by. So I had to walk to my barracks, did not have the proper shoes. My son's father shoes, which are a little on the big side. So, you know, those uh, walking drunk home kind of things. Yeah, I was trying to walk drunk <laughs> to my barracks. I'm so glad I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> Minor details. It's so crazy because all the, the shit and shenanigans that we do do, we should have gotten in trouble for 95 A lot of it. It's funny that she brought up Nerf guns because every secret Santa that we ever had for any command that I was at, like, that was my gift. Was Nerf gun? I bought everyone. There's, um... And I always made sure that I bought at least two, so there was guaranteed to be a Nerf war at a party. There was, um, Justin Clark was referring veterans... They have in Colorado, they opened up a Nerf gun war, kind of like with paintball, but it's inside and it's for Nerf gun fighting. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. How did we think of that? 
All right. Well, now that you're back with us, Samantha, can you give us a little bit of insight to what it was like for you to transition from being a sailor to being a civilian veteran? Okay. So um, this is where the story is going to get long. So to kind of draw back a little bit, because I was going to mention the my beginning story when I first started in the Navy, I was sexually assaulted and I did go to my superior and because I was underage drinking, he suggested that I not tattletale on these individuals pretty much. And so I kept my mouth shut, went through my Navy experience being my Navy experience. And then about, and I'm probably going to get the years wrong because so much happened, but in 2015 or 2016, I started having depression and anxiety problems, started seeing a mental health um, provider, which I had had my son in 2014. So I was already at a land command anyways. They ended up taking me from being able to go on a ship. And then I started having my seizures about a few months later. I had to send my son to his paternal grandparents. His father at the time was deployed. So I was pretty much by myself. So kind of pretty much acting like a uh, you know single parent because we all know deployment, when you have one person gone and stuff, it's literally like you're a single parent. And, but because I was having so many seizures and I couldn't have anybody stay with me, really, I had to make that decision to send my son off. And what had happened was, is they used my epilepsy against me while I was in. And my son ended up getting adopted by them. I had signed my rights away. Did not know I had signed my rights away because my neurologist had me on all sorts of medication. So my mind wasn't even right. So on my way out, I ended up having to go into a two-year court battle to get my son back. Um, It was definitely hell. I will say that. I got him back, though. He's living with me now. So that was how my transition into being a veteran was. Wasn't pleasant. Was I happy to get out? With everything that was going on, you know, with my health and getting med boarded and all of that, it just came to that point where it was like, it's my time to get out. You know, I did want to do 20 years, but it just wasn't in my, wasn't in the works for me. Um, so I couldn't beat myself up for that. You know, a serve is still a serve as I see it. So yeah, that's, that's how my transition was. <laughs> I just want to say, Samantha, thank you for sharing with Amanda, myself, and our listeners about your sexual trauma and that you did go through, go through that. And I know that it's not something that's always easy to talk about. And I know that there are listeners that will appreciate you sharing that so that if they have been in that situation, they know that they weren't the only ones that have gone through that. Yeah. So thank you. Cause it's a, it's a big, 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 big deal. And the fact that you even had the guts to go to someone in the first place is huge and yeah. just says what type of person you are right there. So I truly, truly thank you for being able to share that. With can we us. cheers to Samantha? Yes, we can. Cheers. Oh, here comes the tears. 
No, just drink your mics. You'll okay. be fine for this moment. Oh, for this moment. But, so good. Yeah. Tropical mics. That's the good stuff. Yes. I had, remember what kind I was drinking the other day? It was the, I don't think it wasn't mics. I don't think it was mics. It was the Jamaica Me Happy. How are you doing now, Samantha? I'm doing good. Met a really amazing man, got married, and then had my daughter. And I mean, having some health problems right now. It's, I don't have 100% mobility in my back right now. So I'm going around with Walker. I guess the silver hair just works perfectly for that. <laughs> I made a joke. Okay, here's the thing. I made a joke saying that I just needed to get a gray wig and be like, joking around like, children, you gotta get out of the way. And um, when I toned my hair and it turned this color, I was like, I spoke it into existence. That's what I did. That's what I did. That's what I did. I totally would um, go Betty White and just say crazy things to people all day long and they won't say anything yes. back. I'm a walker. Yes. Yes. Good idea. You know, my sister told me to put duct tape on it, like the sparkly duct tape. Spats it out. Do you have tennis balls on it? <laughs> no not yet and honestly it's a bigger pain to use it without the tennis balls my husband suggested it and I was like well I'll be fine and then I'm like I'm not fine I'm not fine <laughs> you're gonna have, have the sweetest walker in town for real people are gonna be jealous I would expect nothing less I mean honestly I wish my sister was here because she'd spaz it out better than me that's all I got to say you should see her crutches Okay, they're on point. They're on point. Um, but no, every I, I always keep those <laughs> on point. Um, no, so you know, things are really good, really good now, besides the hiccups. And you know, I, I am seeing a therapist for my PTSD, and so I want to make that known. Is not there's nothing wrong with seeing a therapist, people. Okay, we all know that. So that's been helping me as well. Husband's active duty. Never saw myself being a male spouse. Never in my entire life. Um, <laughs> people think because he's an AO as well. Did we meet in the military? No, we didn't. I would have never thought that I'd marry another AO. Never in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a bit of a shocker. But no, he's a good man. <laughs> so how did you guys yeah, no. meet if you didn't meet in the military? <laughs> we did your traditional bumble. We met on Bumble. Yes. My, <laughs> a friend of mine was trying to get me out there. Cause you know, after I had my core battle with my son and got him back, she's like, okay, now we need to get you to have some mom time. Okay. Cause I mean, those entire two years I was living in Florida, but I would have to go to my son's grandparents' house and like be there with them and then have to go home empty handed. So she was like, all right, it's time for you to start going out, enjoying yourself. You got your boy back. Let's release some tension. <laughs> can, can we cheer to online dating really quick? I'm a professional. <laughs> is so good at it. I'm a serial online dater. <laughs> True story. Um, He's getting there, though. I'm not going to lie. I rejected him a couple of times. I mean, his profile picture was him in uniform, and I'm like, oh, he's one of those. He's one of those Joe Navy. Anyways. <laughs> but no, so 
Like I kept saying, no, I'm busy, blah, 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 blah. Finally, I agreed to a date and I'm not the type to bring anybody around my son, but it just so happened I had to come back home to check on my son because he was upset with the babysitter. So I came home, had to bring him with me. It's not like it, you know, <laughs> one of those awkward moments. It really wasn't awkward. My son met him and absolutely adored him. And I was like, okay, I'm starting to really like this guy. We actually got married. And this is going to sound awful within itself too. But we got married a few months later. Like we were together for four hey. months, got married. And when we'll you know, you know. Married for th- you know, you know. Yes, yes, exactly. I mean, he said, I love you to me two weeks in. And I'm like, no, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But then I was like, I do really love this guy. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know, I'm right, well, look, I'm I right have... there with you because I'm getting married in October and it happened very fast as well. Oh, like within within a couple months, like I had a ring on my finger. So when you know, you know. Oh, I love like, that. Definitely. And, and no shade on my son's dad. It just We'll be married three years. Come Cheers. Cheers to being married. An online dating success story. Yes. Yes. Because I, I can give all the horror stories. <laughs> all. Hey, you can write a book. I have a few horror stories. It's okay. It's you okay. Pick, the, pick the website and I, I got at least five stories to go with it. Oh, no. <laughs> I told you, I am a professional online dater. I like I liked the term serial online serial online dating. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but we we do have to say that we are proud of Amber right now because she recently deleted one of her online sites. I'm on none. I am currently on zero online dating anything. Oh, that's awesome. Somebody and yeah. Just did a little happy dance. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go into details, I'm but just, Talking to someone and her serial. By the time this airs, I hope I'm still talking to him. <laughs> if not, I will cut it off. And the only people that will see it are all of the general public that follow our YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Fun. Samantha, if you had some advice for someone that maybe had a similar situation in the military happened to them or they're getting ready to become veterans themselves or they're struggling to find their way as a veteran what kind of advice do you have to give um my advice is don't be scared to speak up and by that I mean and it doesn't matter like whether it's assault or you know you got you're just getting treated like crap because there is such a thing of that I mean I'm not saying every command is like that but if your people aren't speaking up for you, you need to become your own advocate and speak up for yourself. Um, so, and keep your head up because the military, it can be a pain in the butt. <laughs> Just keep your head up. Oh, and definitely keep in touch with family. I, I know I caught myself when I sent my son off to his dad's side of the family I completely cut off my family, like my mom and stuff, and it didn't benefit me in any way or sort. And I actually, yeah, it, it made things worse. So keep keep in touch with family. Family's important. And honestly, 
that's that's oh well when you get out first off make sure you document every everything that happens to you medical wise in the military okay because on your way out when you go to the va they're gonna be like well is this is this in your medical records if it's not really in your medical records they ain't really gonna pay attention to it so that's that's a big one (laughs) that is a true story and and there is life after the military I know that sometimes it, you know, you get to that whole thought process and I do this sometimes too, where like, I actually miss the military sometimes, like you miss that camaraderie and sometimes these civilian jobs, you got people acting like fools and you're like, oh my gosh, if we were in the military, this wouldn't be happening. Just find yourself a a, a set of veterans because they'll understand. (laughs) Absolutely. That's good enough advice. Yeah. The other thing I've noticed when you find a good set of veterans is it's unconditional. Yes. Yes. Huge. Like you can, I definitely agree with that day and be the worst friend ever. And they just get it. Exactly. And then they're like, all right, cool. Let's take shots. (laughs) Spot gun. No, that's like my best friend, Amelia. Like I had told you guys that her and I had served together. And I, I mean, she was there when I was having my seizures. Um, you know, when I sent my son off, she, she, I hadn't met her yet. So I met her like right after I sent my son off and she just like was there for me, there for me every step of the way. And now we're like best friends. That's amazing. We talk super, so much smack. Super important to bit. find that person. <laughs> yeah. Right. Find your person. Oh yeah, she's my person. She's my person for sure. Yeah, Amber and, and I. Anatomy's fans. <laughs> <laughs> Amber and I joke all the time that we're we're actually not best friends. Like we have our own best friends, but we're forever friends. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. I like to think of it as a step above the best friend level. It I is. think it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Forever. She's like my sister. She's definitely a sister. She's family. There isn't even a friendship in that. She's a whole sister. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All right. So if our listeners wanted to continue this conversation with you or if they had questions or just wanted to reach out and chat with you, where can they find you? Um, They can find me on a few things. There's TikTok and I have to look at my name because I can never remember it. Um, But they can find me, find me on Facebook, obviously under Samantha Della Vadova. Um, on Instagram, Marie Belladella. And then, of course, on TikTok. I'm going to turn this down. Bella Queen D. <laughs> oh, Amber's got it. Bella Queen D, thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Amber, come oh, got a lot going on this head. <laughs> yes, for real. Um, but no, they can they can reach me on that. And you know, and if it comes to the point where they want it on a more personal level. You know, if somebody does reach out to me, I don't mind exchanging phone numbers. So, because I'm that person, I'm there for you guys. Very cool. We appreciate that. And we appreciate you telling your story today. Thank you. I appreciate you guys letting me. (laughs) Anytime. Well, if you would like to contact Amber or myself for any further questions or for any reason at all, we can be found on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Veterans Drinking Vodka. 
You can also email us at veteransdrinkingvodka at gmail.com or check out our website, veteransdrinkingvodka.com. In case anyone was confused about who we are. Everything is drinking vodka. Like Amanda said, you can reach out to us pretty much anywhere. And we would love to hear from you if you're interested in being a guest on our podcast and telling your story. You can send us an email or a direct message. As always, the reason why Amanda and I started this podcast was to not only share veteran stories and to network with other veterans, but to bring about the fact that 22 veterans kill themselves every day and 22 is 22 too many. One is too many. And you are never alone. Veterans Drinking Vodka. Cheers.